abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind, as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of witches, Nazis, President Trump, and other news. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friend Michelangelo, how are you today? I'm great, Dave, because the the sun has finally reemerged after four days of clouds and rain. Very depressing. Oh, uh, yeah. How enlightening. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it actually feels somewhat autumnal. Of course, we are technically in autumn. Uh, Indeed, we are. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's wonderful. I mean, as a Leo, I do enjoy having the sun around, even if I don't necessarily have to go out and, and bathe myself in it. You know. Yeah. Although one should for vitamin D every now and then, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah. So I do that. I also take vitamin D supplements. So I guess I'm, I guess oh, you're I'm all fine. Set. You're all set then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, today, since we didn't know what to talk about, really, there's so many different things. Every day something comes out that's either that's, that's noteworthy or maybe hugely important or simply uh, funny. Yeah, or, or interesting for, for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, and so, why don't we start, so we start with the witch. Yeah, sure. You, you go ahead. No, I'd like you to start. You probably might, might know more about her. Marina Abramovich. Well, I don't know that much. I mean, I have seen photos of the ceremonies that she conducts, which are decidedly, I mean, I, Wiccan is, is much too mild a word for this kind of really this blood sacrifice, you know, or, you know, the, the semblance thereof. I mean, I'd say that she's definitely attuned with the black arts, this woman. And, uh, well, I first and, read and, about her in, in, about this ultra modern art in quotes, I'll put that word. Yeah, yeah. Because she was, what do they call it, an action artist or some kind of term? What is that? Some kind of artist that... Performance has, artist. Was performance artist. Yeah, performance yeah, artist. Right. Exactly. And I read something yeah. she did years ago where she was in a museum as she was standing there. And she and it was set up so that ever, anybody came in there could do whatever they want to her. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they could spit on her. They could kick her. They could rape her theoretically. They could kill her, whatever, and she just you yeah. know wouldn't do anything. And so you had these people doing all kinds of, you know, you have to be kind of uh, insane to do something like that. And then bill yeah. it as art. Uh, what yeah. The... Well, I mean that's the whole point. How can we consider that to be art? Yeah. Well, it gets it grabs headlines, of course, and it maybe that's probably why she did it. But when I read that, I thought, what's the matter with this maniac? And, you know, yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. And now they're bringing her name in connection with adrenochrome and, you know, I don't know, possible child yep. murder. Well, I think there's yep. no evidence yep. for that. But but she seems kind of witch-like. And But now that's not really the big news, people, because, you know, she's been around for years. And how old is she now? Well, in her 50s or 60s, I don't know what. How old yeah, is she? Some, why, why don't we, we should really do the research and look up on Wikipedia how old these people are and, you know, such things. How old is Marina Abramovich? Anybody out there know? Well, I don't hear anybody shouting, but then they can't because we're just this recorded thing. Here's Roman Marina. How do you? Oh, let's see here. Let me look and see how old she is. 
because I know she has been around for a while. So she's a Serbian conceptual. Oh, she was born in 1946. So the woman's 70, my God, 76 years old now. Yeah. This is no spring chicken. Nope. But after a really strange life with all kinds of perverse, weird stuff, I read several articles saying that that Zelensky, that great hero of Ukraine, has has asked her to be an ambassador for Ukraine. Yeah. You see that? Now, I don't know if that's been confirmed. I saw it in several articles. I burst out laughing when I saw that. I said, why are you laughing? I said, okay, if you're Zelensky and you have your advisors and you want to get more billions from America, and in order to do that, you want some American to be kind of like an ambassador, I think the very worst person you could choose would be Marina Abramovich. Yeah, would uh, would yeah. agree on this. You don't want to choose a person who seems to be quite the pervert, <laughs> and yeah. and and a witch, and, and just totally, you know, totally disgusting in so many ways. That's not yeah. the type of person you would choose. So that the American people think, yes, we're going to give more billions to to Ukraine. What's your take on that, Michelangelo? Well, I mean, I've you know, as I said, I think you're your observation of the incongruity of it is is very apropos it's like i mean there's i mean obviously there's multiple layers of potential significance you know uh if, i mean if she's part of this whole worldwide conspiracy of you know uh child trafficking and and sacrifice and and you know murder ultimately uh then you know he's he's also very much a part of what's going on i mean the hero of ukraine yeah right you know he i mean what was he he was a a very mediocre comedic actor right before he became uh the head of ukraine so you know yeah dressing up a drag and that sort of stuff yeah 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 but i mean, I mean I was... good point yeah go ahead yeah. well i mean it just seems like you know it's it's the people of the same club bonding together but at the same point it's it's a ludicrous choice as you pointed out i mean she's certainly not shirley temple you know, who, was, <laughs> who was one of our ambassadors for many years you know uh so yeah it sounds to me like again maybe somebody else has nominated her for zelensky <laughs> uh well um, yes for me this is so obviously yeah the work yeah. of the alliance it's the work yeah. of the white hats yeah another word even the even Zelensky himself, I mean, because this goes back, you know, the White Hat's plan, putting somebody like that in, I mean, I think he's probably also part of the plan. Yeah. Oh, no, sure. I don't think there's any. I mean, of the White Hats, of the good guys. And with yeah, this, yeah. it becomes so obvious that this is like the worst person you could ever choose. But they have him choose her just to, I guess, to shame the left and to wake up the left saying, well, maybe that Ukraine isn't so good. And on that note, there's, of course, another bit of news about some 98-year-old gentleman. Do you know who I mean? Yes, no, absolutely. I read the story. Uh, Tell us. Just, yes, just yesterday. Um, what's his name? Hunka? I think his name is Hunka. And he's a former uh, Ukrainian. Uh, don't say yet what he was. Say how the okay. people first reacted to him. Like uh, Okay. Well, he was introduced to uh, uh, Canada's parliament by... by uh, Justin Castro, I mean Justin Trudeau. Uh, just a uh, Trudeau, that's Trudeau. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, and they promptly uh, 
despite knowing what they knew about him, they gave him a standing ovation. And it's absolutely astonishing because, would you like to go on? Uh, well, because it turns out, well, supposedly somebody had told him, yes, I found somebody who fought against the Russians. Right. And so that's why they had him there, because, you know, they're all for Ukraine against the Russians. So, yeah, let's put this guy out who fought against the Russians. But it turns out this guy, Ukrainian, 98 years old, just happened to be an SS officer. <laughs> yeah. The German SS. Because, of course, in Ukraine, there were a lot Still of there? Nazis. And some of them joined the SS. So, yeah, they were fighting the Russians, but but they were the bad guys back then. The Russians were allies, <laughs> our, our allies, oh. right? And, of course, the German SS, they were like the worst of the Nazis. And so there's Trudeau and all these people applauding. You know, I wonder if they even knew that, actually. Well, I think they're probably forced to do that. Because, yeah, let's I mean, face I... it, if somebody comes to me, because the official story was they told Trudeau, oh, we found somebody who fought the Russians. But the guy's 98. Anybody in the right mind would say, wait a minute, if he's 98, he fought the Russians, he must have been on the German side in World War. You know, you would think that, right? Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. So they're yeah. being forced into that position where they're first applauding yeah. this 98-year-old. And then it comes out, they're applauding for an SS officer. I mean, you know, yeah. it's so so blatant that the alliance is doing all this. And with the uh, Marina Rubovich, it's so blatant that they're trying to make Ukraine look worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These things aren't coincidences. Yeah, no, clearly not. Mm. Yeah, and there certainly would suggest this. This the stories are linked in that respect. You know that the, each one of these absurdities is clearly designed to point up the, you know, the uh, the cor blatant corruption that's associated with this whole perpetual war that's yeah, been launched in Ukraine. That Biden keeps allocating more and more billions of dollars. <laughs> chances are, which are going into somebody's pockets somewhere uh you know, well that's uh, uh, i'm you know i'm convinced that part, that's part of the plan to as well. get rid of the petrodollars to take down the deep state that controls mm -hmm. the, the financial system because another yeah. financial system is going to be implemented and if we get onto that topic now i remember cliff high People should watch Cliff High. The guy's a genius. I don't agree with everything he says. I'm going to give you a prime example of that now. Yeah. Uh, he also says he's paranoid, which <laughs> I guess this explains well, I, what I'm going to say. I could understand that. <laughs> Being paranoid. Well, yeah, I can understand what a lot of people are. See, I try to yeah. distance myself emotionally from anything and just say, okay, what's going on? And yeah. uh, well, this is about the role of imagination. Maybe we can get a little tangent here that I think is important. The yeah. role of imagination. Yeah, now, when you think yeah. of imagination, we all know you, for example, you, I don't know, present a conspiracy theory. And they say, oh, you have too much imagination. What people want to realize yeah. is, for example, every good detective must have imagination. Sure. Because if you don't have the evidence, you know, who is really guilty of these five suspects on Colombo or whatever, if you don't know, you must say, well, if this one's guilty, let's see, what could he have done that would fit into the evidence already have? And then suspect two, three, you have to have imagination. But what I always say is what you need is great imagination, but always tempered by sound reasoning and wherever possible also with evidence. Then you're on the right path. If yeah. you have no imagination, you're not going to be able to see the evidence if it beats you over the head because you, it doesn't fit into your, your thoughts, that you, your beliefs that you don't want to change. This happened, yeah. for example, with the Kennedy assassination that I think the great majority believe it wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald. But I don't know, people just a few years ago saying, oh, no, it was only one shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald. They don't have the imagination to think 
of you know how you would knock somebody off if you want to do it and make it look like the Patsy did it. They want the imagination to to think that through as a possibility. And if you yeah. have that imagination, you think it's easy. Wait a minute, all the facts point to something more than just Lee Harvey Oswald, but they weren't able to see it. Oh, but how, how could anybody really, with half a brain, think that that ludicrous one bullet theory could possibly be true? <laughs> well, you know Which, that millions this... and millions did believe that because that's what the Warren Commission said. That's what President yeah. Johnson said. That's what J. Edgar Hoover said. Oh, so yeah. They can't all be wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But now, that now, whole story <laughs> has been completely obvious. Yeah, now that whole whistleblower. story, that story's coming out, and many, you know, much more, much more to come. But now with the, uh, okay, with the with the dollar thing, dollars to Ukraine. Yeah. From what I'm gathering from people who have their connections or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we have to take down the old financial system. The petrodollar is going to fall. Yeah, agreed. And of course, so much money is in the hands of the deep state. And of you know BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and that yeah. has to fall. Yeah. So it has to fall so it can be replaced by something else. Right. Now Cliff High said, and he was saying it two and a half years ago. He said, well, some people are saying we're going to have Gesara and Nesara, you know, new financial system, gold by currency. That's all a lot of bull, a lot of hogwash. That's not going to happen. That the alliance doesn't have any plan. For the economy, and we just have we're going to go through years of total poverty, people, millions living out in the streets, and I never believed that. And the reason yeah. why I never believed it, not because I'm a hopeless optimist, but for this simple reason. I don't know why people don't uh, establish certain axioms that are based on really solid facts about human nature and history. For example... Some people say, because some people are more paranoid than he is, and some people think that all of them are, all the people in power are against us. That Trump is just playing the good cop to the deep state's bad cop, but they're really all against us. But to that I say, I don't know of a single case in history where everybody at the top, everybody had power, was all against the people. That's never happened. Yeah. And so that, and oh, besides which, we can put it at a more basic level, there are always bad people and good people. No matter sure. what economic level, no matter what power level, no matter what profession, there are always bad people and good people. Besides yeah. the fact that, I mean, we can see by now that the country hasn't fallen. We're not living out in the streets after two and a half years. Uh, that the, that we, we crab about censorship, but in fact, there are more Patriot channels than ever before. People don't yeah. see the bad guys are losing in a major way. People can't see it. Because they're brainwashed by fear, I guess. What I always yeah, well, do is I put any fears aside and think, let's just look at the facts and put the pieces together. Now, with the financial system, I always believed the alliance that's been planning this takedown of the deep state for for decades, really. Uh, they, I can't imagine they would ignore the financial sector and think, okay, we're going to beat the deep state. Well, then we'll go through 10 years of everybody living in total poverty and revolution. But, you know, what can you do? They would never do, especially not with Trump with them. I mean, come yeah. on now. That could not happen. And I always talk with Cliff High. He's on such a wrong path there. Now, whether the yeah. new system will be Gesara and Nesara, I don't know, because I'm not an expert on that in any way. Finance, the world of finance bores me. I have yeah, to me say. too. I've never been. It's just so, you know, all these hedge funds. and It's just totally. Worse it's me. just legalized gambling. You know, that's as uh, far yeah, as I'm yeah. concerned. And, I mean, a bunch I, of high rollers. Just, right. Yeah. You know, now, I'm that's... interested in uh, 
economic systems from a philosophical viewpoint. Well, sure. You know, communism, capitalism, this system, that's, that's very interesting. But the finance part of it just bores me. But I always knew the alliance has some plan. Okay, the following comes out. Phil Godlewski, maybe pronounced name Godlewski, I don't know, G-O-D-L-E-W-S-K-I. This is a strange yeah. character. Wears a funny baseball cap. Uh, <laughs> well, you saw him. For me, the I guy's him, boring yeah, yeah. because he'll be talking and then there's a, he'll say, well, oh, you asked what I think of that. And then 15 yeah. second pause. Well, I think this. You think, come on, man, just, just keep talking. <laughs> and so his shows are maybe like two and a half hours and they could be reduced to an hour. I know, you know, we're ones to talk here because, you know, we, but at least we well, keep talking, right? But well, we do, about a, we do about an hour on average. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a good conversation, I would say. And even if we did two hours, it'd be more interesting than stuff he says. However, you know, some yeah. people say he's not connected to other patrons because he doesn't appear in other people's shows. Uh-huh. And maybe that's why they don't like him. I, you know, I don't know, but usually the people they might not say anything, but you can tell they don't like this guy. Yeah. And some think, oh, he's just putting hogwash out there. He he's not in the know or whatever. But here's once again a basic principle of mine. Uh, as far as all these patriot channels are concerned, I mean, you have Simon Parks, Charlie Ward, this Phil Godlewski. You have uh, this Benjamin from Canada that has so many guests on the show. You have yeah. Michael Jaco. Uh, throw in a few names of your own. Uh, they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, Kerry Cassidy that I always like yeah. to listen to. Not that I agree with her and everything. Uh, and some people say, well, no, this person, they're on the right track. But the other is it's just hogwash with everybody. Da, da, da. I yeah. say, no, people don't realize what's going on. And I don't know why. I, don't, I really don't know why people don't realize it. But when you're they don't realize what a propaganda war is, because that's what we're in. In a propaganda war. Influencers are weapons. People at home, write this sentence down and memorize it so you don't forget it. In a propaganda war, what we call today influencers, you know, newscasters, people on internet, whatever, anybody that influences, they are weapons. In a kinetic war, say World War II, your weapons are the Thompson submachine gun and the M1 rifle and howitzers and large-scale artillery and bomber they're the weapons, tanks, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But propaganda yeah. war, people who influence the public, they are weapons, and you must weaponize them to the maximum degree. Now, I didn't read this any place. It's just so obvious to me. Yeah. Because, and once again, the role of imagination, what people yeah. should do is think, if, if I were in the alliance, if I were a strategist, or in, on the other side, the deep state, what would I be telling my people to do? You just have to think it through. And in a propaganda war, for example, Tucker Carlson, he wasn't fired from Fox News. Almost certainly, I can't be 100% sure. I'm 90% sure he wasn't fired. What happened was the Alliance thought, on Fox News, he reaches 3 million people per episode about. But we yeah. know because we've done studies, if he's on Twitter once a week, he's going to get 10 times that. And sure enough, he gets 10 times that. So his influence is greater than ever before. They took him away from Fox News. He wasn't fired from Fox News, almost certainly. Tucker Carlson is maybe their most powerful weapon. However, however, you must consider your public. Now, some people out there might not like what I'm about to say, but of course I don't give a damn. I put the pieces together, analyze, and maybe I don't like what I'm seeing, but I'm gonna say it anyway. So. On both sides, say say the deep state supporters, even though most of them are unwitting, they don't realize they're supporting the deep state. You know, 
the typical leftists that hate Trump totally and they even say they like Biden, they don't realize they Father forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Yeah. It's along those lines. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Michelangelo? Oh yeah. Yeah, no yeah they're they're ignorant of they they don't have no they have no idea what's going on. Now on the Trump side, some have very little idea. Other a, a, a small minority has a pretty good idea, but that's a small minority. However, in a propaganda war, the first thing you must do is keep all your ducks in order. That is all the people on your side. You must galvanize that group. You must get them to to follow the movement, to to be involved. However, 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 let's talk about people who support Trump. Okay, I support him, you support him. Yeah. But how many people out there that support him and how can I put this mildly? They're not the brightest lights in the room. Should I say it like that? How can I? Yeah, I, don't I don't think that's too scorpionic that's he, you know, he appeals to a certain, you know, demographic. Of course, Hillary Clinton referred to them as deplorables. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not saying they're deplorables. I, you no, know, I'm, I'm not saying that either. Yeah. But he does appeal to to a certain demographic here in the United States, but not exclusively. You know, Mary Elizabeth ran into someone from our building we've known for many years, and she said, "Oh yeah," she said, "She, I, I don't understand why people uh, are against Trump. You know, he was so much better for the country than Biden." however we want to interpret that reality you know and and i said to mary did she vote for him she said oh yeah she voted for him you know we oh yeah of course the many yeah, voted yeah. for him and, and i'm yeah. not putting any kind of trump supporter down not not no not doing that i'm saying if i were an alliance strategist say okay yeah. how do we inform energize guide i won't say manipulate although it's that really too how do we guide the different types of people Okay, yeah. let's look at the landscape. You have people out there like S.G. Anon. Have you ever listened to S.G. Anon? No. That appeared about a year ago. Please listen to something he did. You okay. really should. I mean, just in a study of you know of uh, propaganda warfare, you should listen to each of these people at least one time. In yeah. my view, he is so much different from this Godlewski. He is high. Yeah. This man is highly intelligent. My, he he always does audio. Twice he did video only and yeah. my wife just looked and didn't know who he was said he looks like he's cia and i think he probably yeah. is but good cia i don't think he's one of the yeah. bad guys at all yeah but this guy has a wealth of knowledge now he says oh i have a normal job but for years now i've been you know delving and this is a hobby i say hogwash no just first of all the way he talks he's totally calm totally controlled never insults people highly polite Highly yeah. religious, at least he says, and I think he probably is. And he analyzes brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. But I don't believe he's somebody that just, oh, well, I'm an analyst and on my own as a hobby. And I just decided, oh, no way. This is somebody the Alliance planted there to guide a certain type of people, the intelligent kind of people who like to analyze at a higher level. That's the group he's supposed to guide. Yeah. But then you have others there. Uh, Alex Jones is a perfect example, who always came across to me like a, a big baby, a big paranoid baby <laughs> with an ugly voice. Yeah, agreed. He has done a lot of good work, <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh, but he course, comes yeah. across as a big paranoid baby with an ugly voice. And that alone turns a lot of people off. Yeah. 
And then it's like, you know, chicken little, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. And, you know, about so many things he's been proven right, things he talks about years ago. And, oh, yeah. look, we're experiencing those things now. He has done such good work, but nobody can tell me he's not collaborating with the Alliance because he is. But he appeals to another sector. He appeals to people that aren't calm, controlled, rational, and just want facts, put them together. He appeals yeah. to people, oh, things are so bad. You say, what do you have to do? Let's pray to Jesus and let's get out there. Let's vote 10 times, you know, the next 10 elections or as much as whatever. That's sort of half yeah. paranoid. He appeals to those people. Yeah. At the same time, you have other people, Michael Jaco, ex-Special Forces, and he's very calm. He never speaks in a hateful tone about these people. He's a very spiritual person too. So he appeals to those people that are into spirituality, but kind of like new age spirituality. Then you have others, 107, and nobody could tell me he doesn't come from intelligence agency or whatever, but he plays up the religious as well. So many of them do, not all of them, but so many of them play up the religious. And they, they quote the Bible constantly because they know so many Trump supporters are Bible readers and believers. And it's fascinating for me because I can analyze each one of them. Uh, this God Lusky doesn't fit into any group exactly. Oh, yeah, the Charlie Ward type, too. He used to be kind of wayward in his life, but now he's yeah. all for Trump and the Alliance, and he saw the light and became religious. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But he's also connected somehow to the Alliance. In other words, what the Alliance does, they say, there say 10 types of Trump supporters. This type is 50%, this type is 10%, 5%. So we need influencers for each group where we know that among the Trump supporters, one will listen to this person, one will listen to this one, but in the end, we can guide them all in a certain direction. That's the way you wage a propaganda war. Yeah. I don't know why people don't recognize it because to me, even though I've never read about that, it's just so obvious because that's the way I would do it. Why yeah. am I not working for the CIA? Or for the FSB know, or something. <laughs> really, I could make a fortune, but I might have to tell lies all the time and I don't want to do that. But that's what's yeah, going yeah. on here. Yeah. Tucker Carlson, he's at the top of the heap because you know so many people like Tucker Carlson. But yeah. there's some things he won't talk about yet. The others yeah. will on the lower level. And once that catches on, then Tucker could talk about it. Just wait till he starts talking more about 9-11. And what that really was, et cetera, et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's going to happen. Yeah. Just saw another interesting 9-11 video a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so much is coming out there and more will. Yeah. And when it gets to yeah. a certain point, then Tucker will be saying, what I'm going to tell you here is unbelievable. I can hardly believe it myself. And of course, he's known about it for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's known about this. He's no fool. And yet he can't say that because to lead to lead a certain demographic you can't put yourself on the mountain and say come up people come follow me the people aren't connected to you you have to be within the herd and gradually lead them in a certain direction that's what you have to do that's how you lead people in other words you can't come out with things that people can't even comprehend now and put yourself with a bunch of normies maybe trump supporters but normies and say, guess what, people, this, this, and the aliens, too. They're going to say, oh, well, what's going on here? You can't do that. You have to pretend to be one of them. And that's why people like 107 stress the religious so much. 107, I don't know what his IQ is, but believe me, it's high. His storehouse of knowledge is incredible. There's no way he's just somebody that worked on this in his spirit, like SG Anand. 
But with, with 107, he's connected to the Q group somehow or another, almost with beyond a doubt. Some people think he might be actually JFK Jr. that's still alive. I don't know about that. I have my doubts. We listen to Carrie Cassidy, all she presents. Uh, it's a possibility. I wouldn't put it as a high probability yet, though. But you listen to 107. I don't know if, have you listened to 107? Uh, don't think so. My God, you have to catch up on this. These people have been out there for years. Listen to at least one thing. He, I could send you maybe a link that thinks when he talks with uh, Nino Rodriguez, ex-boxer, who gives good interviews, by the way. They know each yeah. other well. Listen just to get an idea of what's influencing people out there because these people are listening. Like he's listened to by millions. You should know yeah. what's being said there, really. Yeah, I, I like to read things more. I mean, I, I will watch videos uh, and, and do, but I, I'm, I'm more of a reader. Still. But yeah, I know. I understand. I prefer yeah. to read as well, too. Yeah. But let's yeah. face it. Everything out there is propaganda, whether it's reading, whether it's speaking. Oh, no, I but agree. But there's so but many I mean... people following these people and they're being guided in certain directions. And then you have these little facts that come out through these people. Yeah. Because sometimes they give facts, some things that are amazing. I was going to get into the one with the economy. And yeah. and just to study who's influencing people out there. With 107, with his intelligence level and with all the, the intel he has, that he's so religious as he presents, I don't believe it. I mean, it could well be. It could be, but I don't think so. I think that's his way of connecting to a greater number of Trump supporters. Yeah, and, you know, he is right. a Trump supporter. Yeah. I don't see his, him as a traitor. But people yeah. don't know how a propaganda war is is led. You have to, Your weapons are your influencers, and you have yeah. to use them to the maximum degree. You give some of them NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Simon Parks, perfect example of that. He said a couple of years ago he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. So some things he can't talk about. But you think this influencer will give them certain piece of information, but we don't want them to talk about this or this. And so you get them to sign a paper that they can't talk about this or that. And these things are no doubt routinely done, and people have no idea about that. And that's something that's not talked about too much, even in all these different podcasts. People don't see it, but since I'm just there looking for the truth, and I can put pieces together exceptionally well, I, I see what's going on. And I know, I'm not putting them down for doing this. You have to do this in a propaganda war. You have to do this. And the alliance is doing it much more effectively than the other side. But so much more effectively. That's one of the signs that we're winning this war. That's why everything's turning against the deep state more and more and more. But a big thing that came out through this Phil Godlewski, that I think he's kind of boring and da, 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 whatever. But somebody sent him 46 documents about a week ago. These documents offer evidence that the American national debt was paid off a few years ago. Did you hear what I said, people? Did you hear that, Michelangelo, or did you have? Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I did. I, you faint? I saw the I saw the video. No, no, I saw the video. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now there's a follow up to this. He said he doesn't know exactly who sent them to him. But he yeah. receives 46, I think it was 46 documents showing how the national debt was paid off uh, a, a few years ago to the tune of 21 trillion. This was before all these extra trillions came into it. That the alliance has on some account, and this is Hong Kong based, $300 trillion. Did you hear me? $300 trillion. Sure. 
I'm going to put some pieces together here. Uh, okay, first of all, a strange thing about the document, some people pointed out, there was a name of a general on there because it was the Office of Military Settlements, Financial Settlements. But they had an address on there that was like a, a UPS station. It, was, it didn't have anything to do with the military. A name of a general that nobody could find who this general was. And so some people said, oh, this is all hogwash. This can't be true. But once again, people aren't, aren't really thinking there. It could be not true. On the other hand, if you want to leak this information, do you really put the real address of <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're gonna have they're gonna be flooded with letters, this military office. Oh, is it true? And that, that is paid off. You make it look like it's fake, but actually something behind it could be real. When I saw this, I thought, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Okay. There's some guy out there that calls himself Captain Kyle. He used to be a captain in the military. He worked for naval intelligence. He's an older guy. Somebody asked him about this. He said, well, this Godlivsky I never listened to. I don't know about his documents. But he said a few days ago, I can say for a fact the national debt was paid off. He said Thanksgiving 2020. He still has you know, connections in military intelligence and everything. He said, yes, Trump paid off the national debt. The timeline goes like this. Now, let us recall Executive Order 13848. Have you read it yet, Michelangelo? Yeah, I looked at it. Yeah, you looked at it. Most people yep. haven't read it yet. This one of the great. This could be go down to history books. According to Derek Johnson, I agree with him. I read it before I knew who Derek Johnson was, and I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. It says in there, among other things, that if there's evidence of election fraud, the sitting president can remain president so everything's cleared up. Ooh, that's really important. Also, yeah. a state of emergency was declared. Also, it says any entity involved in treason can have all their assets seized. All their assets. Let's put some pieces together. According yeah. to Captain Kyle, what happened was this. This executive order was put out there in 2018, September 12th. By 2020, the Alliance, who had confiscated incredible amounts of gold Phil Godlewski didn't talk about that. He said, well, I don't know where the money came from. They, they confiscated this from the Vatican. This was confirmed by Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. Remember that name? She appeared out yes, of, of nowhere course. like yep. a month ago. Yep. She says, I work for the DOD. Well, that's kind of strange. And a certain committee won't get into details. It will be too long there. But she said, yes, because this has been going around as a rumor. Several years ago, the United States shipped 650 plane loads, plane loads of gold from the Vatican to the U.S. It was confiscated from the Vatican. Remember, Executive Order 13848, and supposedly, according to, uh, I forget who it was that said this, maybe S.G. Anon, other countries also have their version of that. It's an international sting operation, what we're seeing. In other words, if you have other countries doing treasonous things, everything can be confiscated from them. And what Trump did, this explains the, you see these photos when Trump visited the Pope? This was, I think, late 2017. Whereas a picture of Trump has a brilliant smile on his face. He's shining like the sun. And the Pope looks like he just received a, a cancer diagnosis. Totally depressed. <laughs> I, look, these. I mean, really, I, I, when I saw it, I thought, huh, what's going on here? But supposedly that's what went on. Trump went and informed him 
what's going to happen in the future. This is an international operation. And according to this captain, Kyle, what happened was, at a certain point, they said to the Vatican, you have been stealing, collab collaborating with, uh, with London, with the deep state there, right. trillions of dollars from many different countries. We're taking it back. And you, the Vatican, could try to stop us? What's a Vatican one kilometer by one kilometer? <laughs> you know, it's really, it's mm -hmm. the tiniest states in the world, probably the tiniest state in the world, right? Tiniest country in the world. And they shipped in planes, and over, I guess, a few weeks, they sent back 650 plane loads of gold. With that money, according to Captain Kyle, Godlewski doesn't say that. He said, I don't know where the money supposedly came from. They opened a bank account, and this was Hong Kong-based, interestingly, not deep state American bank-based. And that account had $300 trillion in it. And in 2020, they did the following. I mean, this is a total bombshell, really. They did the following. They made appointments with these big deep state banks, connected Federal Reserve, etc. They sat down with them and they gave the necessary documents to pay off $21 trillion, the entire national debt a few years ago. But then immediately, they arrested them and said, okay, Legally, we've paid off the debt, and now we're going to confiscate everything because you're all traitors and we have all the evidence. Yeah. The, yeah. Why wouldn't they just say we're not going to pay off the debt, we're just going to keep the money? I imagine that could be a legal thing, a legality. The debt has to be paid off officially. So they pay it off, but they already had all the evidence against these people, and they say now we can legally also confiscate everything you have. So the 21 trillion you're never going to see in your hands. We, I don't know what kind of documents were then signed. A total. I'd like to have that debit card. Yeah, really. <laughs> a total they have of 300 trillion, and Godlewski, or Godlewski, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He calculated. Probably Godlewski here. Yeah. Godlewski, okay. He calculated 300 trillion. That would be enough to pay off the debts of the entire world. It's yeah. possible that the alliance has paid off the debts of the entire world but they control all of that money. And what we're seeing now with sending billions to Ukraine, et cetera, that's the drying up of the, the petrodollar capital of the deep state. That money has to be gotten rid of. So you make them do this, you make them do that. And also when that was done, when all this 21 trillion was confiscated from the deep state, the deep state then panicked and thought, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Uh, well, we when they, when they saw this was going to happen, the paying off the debt and the confiscation of all the money, they thought, let's start killing people with vaccines. That would divert, and that would also make us billions of dollars that we need. Now, yeah. I don't know if all this is true, but it would explain certain things. It would explain something that I, for two and a half years, been puzzling over this. Do you remember even two and a half years ago, they were saying the whole economy is going to collapse, the stock market is going to collapse, you remember, it's been going for two and a half years now they've been saying this. Yeah, I keep seeing, you know, dire warnings in various Dire warnings places. constantly. And I've yeah. thought, why hasn't everything collapsed yet? In addition, the gold and silver prices. More people have been buying gold and silver than ever before, than ever before. Yeah. Sure. Why haven't the prices skyrocketed? Somebody's controlling yeah, that behind the scenes. Somebody with a whole lot of money. Yeah. The deep state would want the financial collapse because then you can have the Great Reset. So why hasn't this collapse come? And I'm telling you why, why I believe now. Because the Alliance has so much money 
they're supporting the system. Yes, yes, they're letting the inflation go up and up the gas prices because you have to scare the people. My God, look what the evil ones are doing. The gas prices are rising. You have to do that. But it's a controlled demolition, just like 9-11 was a controlled demolition, but by the, the other side, the evil ones. This is a controlled demolition of the petrodollar economy. Yeah. It's being controlled. So it's not going to get to the point where we're all living out in the street and we have, where we're starving to death. But they're going to keep making it look like we're going in that direction. It's been going in that direction for two and a half years, supposedly, and we're still not there because they're supporting the system behind the scenes with this $300 trillion. And when the time is right, when all the mass arrests are made, then the new financial system that's already, so many people have evidence, it's already taking effect behind the scenes in the banks. The people aren't going to lose their money in the banks. Now the money is in the bank well, under petrodollar, right? But that's all being controlled by the quantum computer system. They know what everybody has in the bank, and it's going to be replaced with the new U.S. notes. They'll probably be called U.S. notes, not U.S. dollars. It'll be a new currency, and so people won't lose their money. I think this is true. I mean, I know there are a lot of <laughs> ifs here, and this yeah, sounds yeah. too good to be true. I realize that. But how else do you explain that the system hasn't collapsed yet? It's really like something's behind, and the gold prices haven't skyrocketed because we want more people to be able to buy gold. And two and a half years now, thinking, well, when's yeah. the collapse coming? Something's being, you know, things don't look as bad. They're, they're being made to look really bad, but they're not really that bad. That would explain. It would explain yeah. a whole lot of other things that I won't get into now. Yeah. One of the things to look in the Pope's face in that photo. Look that up. Take a look at it. Uh, okay. I know reading articles. I I see what you mean. I like reading articles better too. You can skip through it if something's not so important. But well, uh, and Substack, you know, has become such a repository of um, information from the uh, the freedom movement worldwide. You know, doctors, various types of experts. Oh, you can get and, so much uh, good information and so much great information yeah. is being given, and yet so yeah. many things you have to listen to these analysts like the sg and on like others and then put the pieces together yeah you really have to do that put the piece together from things because one will say one thing one will say another one one another not that they contradict each other but uh, you know putin gave that advice in 2015 when he had the series of interviews with oliver stone oliver stone said well you know what kind of deep secret sources should we have access to to know what's going on in the world and putin said you know it's really not that complicated Follow a variety of sources and listen to people from all sides, and you'll usually have to put the pieces together what the real truth is. I think Putin is a master of that. And I know just what he meant. You know, I read, I read that book a few years ago, but I'm seeing now just how wise he is by saying that, because that's exactly what I do, and it works like a charm. You can see so many things by listening. This person, that person, putting the pieces together, just objectively. Don't don't inject your fears, your you know, emotions. Just look at yeah. it objectively. Look at the fact that they're still crabbing about uh, censorship, and I will tell you, with well over ninety percent certainty, that these bad platforms like Facebook and YouTube, Google, they're all being controlled by the Alliance already. Wouldn't you like to counter me there and say I'm crazy? No, I mean, I again, in in the light of everything we've discussed, makes makes perfect sense to me because we want to create the illusion that 
that something is happening that is a is a dire threat and censorship certainly is part of that yeah the whole notion that, that the truth can't get out and every time we turn around again we're seeing yet another country that's saying oh yes we have to uh you know protect against misinformation or malinformation <laughs> and so you know we're working on a plan now you know to make sure that happens i mean and, and you know that's a dire prospect right so what 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 are we trying to do we're trying to provoke a response from the largely somnolent you know populace that still you know thinks yeah. that re reality is reality and it's that, being controlled know, yeah 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 because the deep state knows very well if like in germany i think that's one of the countries as well this twitter it's you know it's too much free speech there we have to crack down on that what are the people in germany gonna think of suddenly they can't use twitter are they going to be for their government or more against it it's very obvious yeah clearly. they'll be using yeah. proxies to get into twitter and they'll still see the stuff it's 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 a controlled demolition of all these governments are being forced to say these things because look if i were a, a deep state strategist i'd say guys it's time to release some smallpox here you know yeah. what i mean let's give them really something to worry about okay the COVID that wasn't really killing people like we lied about right it was killing about as many yeah. people as a bad year of seasonal flu uh, the yeah. shots of course they kill many more you know but i mean the COVID oh, yeah. itself it was like it was like 2017 the excess death rate and that was just seasonal flu and that was the first year of covid so now let's yeah. release smallpox now we're gonna really kill people but they're not doing that or let's start the nuclear war or let's do this but they're not doing any of that why not because they can't do that yeah and with the censorship it's always these big platforms that everybody uses and say oh so censorship is going this direction but there are more free platforms than ever there's so many patriot channels if the deep safe were in control Maybe even our little channel would have been abolished a year ago, at least two years ago, soon after it got started. And we might be in prison or be, might be dead by now if the deep state were well, really in control. They removed that one, uh, one show we did about uh, Bill Yes, Gates. in YouTube. Well, the algorithms for censorship are still working there. But, yeah, but, yeah. The, but you notice more and more things are being talked about in YouTube. Gradually, they're making it freer. The alliance cannot make it totally free because some people say, oh, we have nothing to worry about. Everything's under control again. No, we're yeah. supposed to be worried about censorship. But the censorship coming now, uh, look, CNN, that's the, always the best example. In May, remember we talked about that. Trump yeah. is allowed to have a town hall uh, uh, what encounter yeah. on CNN yeah. with a Trump-friendly audience and with a, a yeah. moderator that he was able to destroy every time she opened her stupid mouth. Why would yeah. CNN do that? And the answer yeah, they is they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Of they course wouldn't. they wouldn't. Of course, yeah. you had afterwards Anderson Cooper looking more reptilian than ever. <laughs> My wife said, he looks like a snake. <laughs> he really, really does. Yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. very grim, saying some people might question why would we, why would we allow this, allow this liar to be spewing forth his venom. And, but we did it so you see how bad he is so you don't elect him. In the next election, yeah. I mean that's so stupid because anybody listening could see could hear the Trump talks about the un, uh, I mean the 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 uh, inflation and he was right there. There is infl more inflation. There is more or more illegals coming to the country. So much of what Trump said was true. But then Anders Cooper spoke afterwards that Trump was only spewing forth these lies. Anders Cooper was forced to say that to make him to make himself look bad. That's why he looks so grim, and people don't see that exactly. But just the yeah. fact that Trump would be on CNN with a Trump-friendly audience, 
that was a sign CNN has been taken over by the alliance. And yet now they still talk against Trump because it's the takedown of CNN. Fewer and fewer people watch CNN. We see they're out of touch with reality. And the alliance controls all these platforms by now, but they want them to keep up with the censorship. So because you all, every mass movement, uh, Eric Hoffer, the great social, look him up, people, Eric Hoffer, H-O-F-F-E-R, won the Pulitzer Prize 1951 for his great classic, The True Believer. And he said, every mass movement, it's a study in mass movements. It's more uh, appropriate now, more relevant than ever before. And he said, every mass movement needs a devil. Every mass movement needs a devil. You're not going to galvanize the masses, get the, any masses behind you if you don't present them with the devil. Of oh, course, for religious have... believers, they, they actually say, oh, look, they're Satanists. They actually have the devil, not a devil, but the devil. For communists, it's capitalists. They're the devils. Right? For uh, what? Capitalists, it's communists, obviously. For Nazis, it's democracy. Uh, for Nazis, it's the Jews. For the Jews, it's uh, who is it for the Jews now? Uh, the Arabs. I don't. I don't know who. Who's a devil now for the Jews? No, oh, well, could be anybody at this point. <laughs> when I say Jews, I mean the Jewish people in general. I mean, say yeah. for for the Zionists, so, so not 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 really the the very best good Jews, right? I'm not talking about them. Yeah. But it's always yeah. some. It, oh, it's maybe it's the non-Jews in a sense because Jews have been oppressed by so many peoples. But you always have to have a devil. And for the Alliance, that's why they're giving us these devils. They're giving us Klaus Schwab on a platter. They're giving us George Soros. They're giving us Bill Gates. They're giving us this one. They're giving us Anderson Cooper. They're giving us Marina Abramovich. They're giving us Zelensky. They're giving us Obama. Giving... Well, Obama people haven't woken up yet. But you have to present them with the devil. And if you can connect them to Satanism, all the better because so many Trump supporters are uh, Christian conservatives. And that's what's going on. As, in other words, we are all being manipulated. Yeah. For the good here. For the good. It's kind of like, uh, that's why I don't want it to appear that I'm criticizing Trump and the movement and the Q plan. I'm not criticizing that at all. It's absolutely brilliant. But it's kind of like a parent with a little child. Uh, with the child and, and I don't know, there's some place and the kid sees a pony. Mommy, I want a pony. Tell daddy you buy me a pony. Oh, no, dear, we can't. And you're in a bus with a kid. I want a pony. No, no, we can't have a pony because daddy doesn't make it. Oh, but I want a pony. Well, no, we can't have it because even if daddy had the money, we don't have a stable. We live in the city. But I want a pony. The kid starts crying. The mother says, okay, someday you'll have a pony. It's a lie. The kid's never going to get a pony. But the mother thinks, well, it's a little toddler. They're not going to argue and have it screaming and yelling and throw a temper tantrum. Yeah, okay, I'll talk to daddy. And then at home, daddy says, what? You were yelling, screaming in the bus. Why, you little, <laughs> like Homer Simpson. At least uh, that's what my father would have, how he reacted. These days, of course, people are more woke. <laughs> yes, that's what being done with us, basically. In other words, you see what I mean? I mean, okay, maybe that wasn't the best example, but they're not telling us the whole truth because we couldn't even take it and it'd be too much. So they're guiding us, giving us a little piece of information, but little puzzle pieces that we're supposed to put together then 
because they know some of us won't be able to put together. They know most of us won't. So we keep guiding them with the different influences out there. That's what's being done. Yes, it is yeah. complex. I understand why most people can't see it. I mean, at the age 20, I wouldn't have seen it either. I'll admit. Yeah. But that's what's no. being done. And that's what more people should realize. I think we're, the situation is not as bad as it seems. But we're going to be bombarded more and more with how bad it is. Including, yeah. we talked about that before, didn't we? Cliff High and the remote viewers. Didn't we talk about that last time? Uh, or didn't well, we? I know we, we talked about it ourselves. Um, I don't know if we, yeah. I don't think we did an episode on that. But oh, anyway, no. to make it short, a group of remote Boy. viewers, trained psychics, have been saying that they all foresee, and not being in the same room together, they do it separately, a huge event that's going to be more terrifying than 9-11. Yeah. Cliff High says between three and 13 times more terrifying than 9-11. So hold on to your seats. But when it happens, right? I'm convinced it won't be the bad guys doing it. It'll be the good guys doing it. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't say that. But hey, I didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement. I'm going to say what I yeah. want to. Well, I mean, again, all we have to do is look for historical precedent, right? I mean, whether or not it's serving the, the good of humanity, but there's certainly any number of precedents for these types of catastrophic seeming you know seemingly real but probably false flag events to occur so why would why wouldn't one side or the other feel it necessary to arrange them at some point well yes yeah, some say that the u.s knew very well the japanese were going to attack pearl harbor oh yeah no no question i feel like there's any question of if it, that's that, the case uh, well then let's analyze it roosevelt knew yeah. that we would have to get involved in world war ii i'm not yeah. a big roosevelt supporter but this i think he was most likely right yeah. We would have to get involved or Europe's going to fall totally. And next is going to be, who knows, U.S. Hitler had plans yes. in the future to attack the United States as well. People don't oh, know sure. this uh, in general. But yeah, long-term plans are going to take over the world. That's what all these maniacs want to do. Well, communism as well. We said it's going to take over the whole world. So we had to get into World War II. So they learn about a, a possible and highly probable attack on Pearl Harbor. I think, well, if this happens, the country will be all together. Then we declare war in Japan, and that was an ally of Hitler. So then we're in war with Germany, too. Yeah. And then the American people will be for it. They won't be speaking against getting involved like they were before. Even Charles Lindbergh, he was totally against us fighting against Germany before Hitler declared war on us. Yeah. He well, went we over and visited Germany, talked to Goering, that fat Nazi, <laughs> yes. who, who had been a Luftwaffe, what, uh, an Air Force ace yeah. and hero in the first world yeah. war yeah. and Lindbergh was also yeah. an ace flyer so they they got along fantastically together exchanging st flying stories and such things uh or kennedy's father joseph kennedy said in 1930s it looks like the future is going to be dictatorships and after yeah. that roosevelt really hated the guy that's why kennedy's father joseph couldn't go to the inauguration of his own son in 1961 jfk he had to stay away because only people still hated him. That was only, I think, 23 years before that, that he made that comment. It was just before World War II. Well, it looks like, you know, Italy, Mussolini, Germany, Hitler, Spain, Franco, uh, totalitarianism in, in, in communist Russia. Well, the world belongs to totalitarianism. Yeah. But, but yeah. of course, Roosevelt didn't want to hear that. Churchill didn't like it either. Yeah. And so he was all of a sudden persona non grata in a, in a whole lot of social circles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand why he said that at the time. Yeah. 
It's like somebody today saying, well, it looks like we're going to have new world order because we're going that direction. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Well, I had to throw all that stuff in. I didn't want to hog the... the, That's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm always happy to be be the recipient of your wisdom. Well, it's... it's, uh, Your perceptive nature. Okay. I haven't really let loose my wisdom yet i'm just putting pieces together here (laughs) in other words what i'm saying here isn't necessarily wise it's just putting pieces together things that i well it's your perception you know which uh, yeah perceptions and uh, the pieces are fitting together that's what i think yeah i had a quote from when you started talking about imagination i know that was a while back but i came across a quote from uh, albert einstein yesterday as a it's dropped into mary elizabeth's mailbox and he wrote imagination is more important than knowledge knowledge is limited imagination encircles the world wow so, you know, i like it yeah 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 and uh, i like that when and, I hear that. and here's another one i believe in intuitions and inspirations i sometimes feel that i'm right i do not know that i am right so that's again that's intuition uh, exactly the way i feel imagination yeah well, that's sure. why i never say a hundred percent i talk about probabilities yeah, absolutely. And I like say, well, I see that's ninety percent probable, fifty percent probable, ten percent probable, ninety nine point nine percent probable. That yeah, Biden well, is I not mean, Biden, but an actor. And what would you put that at a probability level? Oh, phew, that, please, ninety five percent or or more. I, yeah, because at this point, point, I'd say ninety nine percent. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we could be wrong because you know, if he's really Biden, then does doesn't matter how probable we see it. He's really Biden. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like it's kind of like it. it I don't know, you play some kind of game, your probability of winning is 99%, but you could still lose, and then, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, sure. But I, I think the probability is pretty pretty solid. That, yeah, and uh, of course, what that implies he... with the Biden actor, people, you know, people talk about that. So many in the movement talk about that, and I think they're right. But what they never talk about is this. At what point was this actor installed, first of all? And it would have had yeah. to be before the Democratic primary, who installed the actor? Well, considering how you know the the, the considering the way he acts, it obviously yeah. wasn't the deep state that installed it. It was the alliance. In other words, we had a 2020 election, and I'm going to be talking about this more in the future, maybe in, in solo talks. We had a 2020 election that was really not an election. That people haven't realized this. It was a takedown operation, a sting operation. The entire 2020 election, going from be- before the primaries was fake. And yeah. I see that with 90% probability at least. Why? Because if Biden is fake, is really an actor, that means that the other party, well, not the other party, it's really the military, but some other forces placed a candidate that wasn't even that real person. And then they put him in the prime, Democratic primaries and the normal election. They allowed millions of people to vote for somebody who wasn't even that person. That looks like treason to me. Yeah, that's well. That that looks like wor- worse than what the Democrats did with their with their you know fake ballots and that sort of thing. Yeah. However, I'll also predict in the end that's going to have to be explained as well. But we're going to see they did everything legally because the country was already under military control, in a state of emergency, and there you can do all kinds of things in coordination. I believe with the Supreme Court, they gave them permission to do these things. But none of these Patriot channels talk about that. Not a single one, not even the ones like Derek Johnson, who I greatly admire for all the information he's put out about documents and such things. 
Not S.G. Anand, whom I greatly admire for his keen mind and analytical billing. Not a single one will touch that topic. When was the fake Biden actually put in there? Why did Bernie Sanders not protest when Biden and Kamala Harris, of all people, that only got like 2% of support in prime, well, Biden in 2016, only got 2% of the primary support among Democrats. Kamala Harris got less than 2% in 2020. She had to drop out, but then suddenly she's there as vice presidential candidate. Where was Bernie Sanders saying, wait, these two people that got get in late to the race and now they're just sweeping across the country, winning everything, uh, something fake's going on here. Why didn't Bernie Sanders start speaking up? And why didn't they say, uh, you know, this Biden doesn't seem like the real Joe Biden. Why weren't they saying that? Again, we can only conclude that he was placed. He was not only placed, but the military said to all those people, sign this NDA, non-disclosure agreement, yeah. Bernie. Yeah. And if you talk yeah. about what's going on, I we know you realize it, right? The, guy, the guy's yeah. in Congress. He knew Joe Biden. for How many years would he have known Joe Biden? Ooh, probably at least. Decades? I, I don't yeah, know how long. He, how, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And you mean he wouldn't recognize that? Even if it's only that, well, if it is the real Biden, uh, but the guy has Alzheimer's, why are, they, why are they pushing him so much? And he didn't talk about that? No, the military told Sanders and others, the country is under military control. You must know it as a congressman, but you're going to sign this. And if you spill the beans on this, if you talk to anybody, you're going to Guantanamo for treason. Yeah. That's what happened. And so that's why they just were all fine with it. That these things happen, but the Patriot channels never talk about this because to talk about this will be to recognize that the entire 2020 election was fake long before the Democrats, the boots on the ground, the lower levels started the election fraud. It was yeah. a fake election. And this is why the Supreme, this is why I believe Trump will not be reinstated. I could be wrong here, but he will not be reinstated when they present the evidence that so many millions more voted for Trump because that would be legitimizing the 2020 election. Even though he did get millions more votes than Biden, I think what they'll probably do is they'll say, well, the 2020 election was so messed up. And just to be totally sure that everything is fair, now we, the alliance, the military is going to control that no cheating is going on and we'll have another election. Trump against yeah. whomever. Yeah. Biden will be disqualified maybe because of the, well, he could, be said to drop dead. It could be any one of probably 10 different things. But I think the 2020 election, that they were going to want to try to divert our attention from everything related to that. Because, and here another prediction, and I could be wrong with some of these. Let's just, let's just wait and see. Another prediction of mine is that even when things are cleared up, when the new financial system is in place, when a new government's in place, when things are really looking up, we've, we've defeated the deep state. Through all of this, a class of people has surged forth and been trained to analyze and to deep dive. Think about what I'm saying here. Yep. Thousands of people have become investigators through all of this. They're used to every day following the news. What's happening? What, what does this person say? What's going on here? What are all the signs? Where's the evidence? And they're analyzing, putting pieces together. And they've been doing this for a few years now. These people yep. are not going to go back to business as usual. Even when the, when the alliance, when we have justice again and when things are in place and we're looking towards a brilliant new future, the alliance will be forced to explain the steps they took. 
because if they don't, they're going to have thousands and thousands of people out there saying, wait a minute, something doesn't add to this 2020 election. If They're going to catch on to that. If Biden was an actor, then uh, what about the primaries? And when was he put in? They're going to be talking about things like that. I'm just telling you about it before it happens because nobody else is talking about this. And so they're going to have an entire yep. class of people that have been trained through their own efforts to analyze, to deep dive. And they're going to be saying, OK, what about Trump? Why was why didn't Trump criticize the vaccines? Uh, duh, duh, duh. Why this? Why that they're asking now? But even when we go into the new world, when everything looks just dandy, they're not going to give up. And so the only way to deal with that is to tell them the entire truth and practically everything. Do you agree with that or do you think I'm off base here? No, no, I think you're right. I mean, how can uh, how can we then, you know, I mean, I think there has to be an accounting of, of this great, what would we call it, you know, this great masquerade, you know, that this whole semblance of of arranged events masquerading as, as history, you know. Yeah, uh, well put. Mean, you always put things yeah. so much better than I do. <laughs> Linguistically, you're so brilliant. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I won the spelling bee when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, well, see, say that you're better than I am, because I always <laughs> lost to to Linda Kilroy. Oh, Linda Kilroy, yeah. Oh, oh, oh you beat her? Though? We were in different no, cities, no, different no, schools. No, 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 different cities. I remember her. Linda was, she was a good friend of mine or anything. She was the one that always got straight A's in class, a serious yeah. kid. And I remember yeah. with spelling bee after spelling bee, at the end, there were two people left. It yeah. was me and Linda Kilroy. Uh, and guess who always was? Because the words get more and more difficult. And at the end, I messed up and it was Linda Kilroy. Once I think once I beat her. But every other time, Linda Kilroy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. forget the name of so many kids in class, but I remember Linda Kilroy. I guess yeah. she's still out there somewhere unless she got an overdose of boosters or something. But I think yeah. she was probably too smart for that. I don't know. And, well, uh, I remember distinctly the name of the girl that won the National Spelling Bee when I was in it. Uh, her name was Abby Childress. Oh, you were in the National Spelling Bee. I didn't get to that level because oh, oh, I couldn't yeah. beat Linda oh, yeah. Gilroy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went to the National Spelling Bee one year. Wow, you were uh, really good then. Yeah, and Abby Childress, and she was like a machine. You know, she would just get up and every for every word, you know, they would say, she'd say, can you give me a synonym? Can you use me in a sentence? Blah, 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 blah. You know, she never varied. She had been coached within an inch of her life you know, <laughs> to to win that thing. And uh, I thought, oh, man, you know, I got more important things to do with my life. You know, you know. I suffer from that syndrome, too. Yeah. I suffer from that, too. It's like when I was in the chess in high school and then in college, oh, yeah, my I first year. Saw. And you know, the feelings that come up in chess are not very pleasant sometimes. You want to destroy the other player. Oh, yeah. And at sure some point, is. I said to myself, won't go into the incident there that happened, or almost happened. But I just said, hey, this said to myself, this is a game. I don't like these feelings. I just have to beat that son of a da 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 da. You know, and I just gave it up totally. Yeah. yeah but then well, there are people no who don't give it up. You know, they could call us quitters for that reason. But no, the truth is, things like spelling bees or winning chess games there are more important things in life than that. And so I think both you and I are looking well, for good spell. Good spelling is important. Although these days with spell checks, you don't need to worry about it. Well, should. first of all that, but second of all, let me tell you, as great a speller as you are, these days yeah. that won't be appreciated. 
You have oh, newspaper no, articles filled with spelling mistakes. You have things like you think, oh my God, these people can't spell. People that don't know when to put the apostrophe before the s, and you know the the right just a, a plural of a word, and and put the put apostrophe s. Or, yeah, I, well, I just just read an astonishing statistic. Now I can't remember the specifics, but it was something on the order of that an overwhelming percentage of people in the United States read at a sixth grade level. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and... That could be. Uh, I don't how to, how should I put this. Uh, yeah, I think if yeah, how should I put this? Mm, it's true. Maybe you know what I want to say. If it's you, true. I I think it's true. I think it's true. I think there's a high yeah. probability that it's true. Yeah. I will also yeah. say though, if you take out a certain maybe twenty percent of the population, yeah. suddenly it goes up from sixth grade level to maybe I don't know ninth grade level. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's true. In other yeah. words, to certain segments of the population. That, you know, I, I don't know, maybe uh, should I mention certain segments? I don't mean just one segment, too, but they're they're not the reading type. Yeah. And, you know, have this at all different economic levels as well. Oh, yeah. People, no, you know, no, no, it, no they're just not the reading type. They're less and less. But you take out those people and the level might not be so bad. If you take the public that actually reads at least I don't know, a few books a year, I think you have yeah. a much higher spelling level than the sixth yeah. grade. But as yeah. it is, some people don't even read at all. No, no, they don't read. I mean, and this is includes, I mean, it's patently obvious when you are in the business of, of marketing things to people that they they simply don't read. And again, it's pretty well documented that, you know, a lot of people, when they actually see an article, what they do is they read the first line and then they, they scan down sort of in a diagonal way. And then they get to the end and they say, oh yeah, I read that. And, the, and they, they never read it. You know, they just, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're when you're doing marketing these days, you you realize very quickly on that people clearly can't or won't or 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 don't read. You know, you'll put you'll spell something out very clearly, and they'll write you an email saying, "Oh, you know, what did you mean by this?" And it's like, uh, I think we explained that, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, please. this is interesting. You say that because. This would be a good topic for the next time, unless other big things happen, and we could throw them at the beginning or whatever. Sure, uh, we can yeah. call it, and this was a title I had for a book I was planning to write. I think I'll probably never get around to it, so I divulge okay. the title. The Downside right. of Democracy. Okay. The Downside of Democracy, we can call it that for next week. Okay, sounds uh, good. Uh, don't forget, write it down someplace. I'll do it too, but maybe I'll forget that I wrote it down. The Downside yeah. of Democracy, because this is connected to that. Yeah. We can get into then things like music. We see some mm -hmm. examples of the downside of democracy. I'm not knocking democracy. I agree with Churchill, who I'm paraphrasing now, but he said, democracy is a lousy system, but it's the best we've got. Yeah. He said it in a more eloquent way, but basically that's what he was saying. Uh, I put it another way, uh, but I'll get into that next week. Uh, how, how to gauge whether you have a sound democracy or not. <laughs> I'll get into that. Uh, but the downside of democracy, we, and that you know, it, it's the reading level, it's taste level, it's this, it's this, it's this. Uh, there is a downside to democracy. No, no, I'm not a fascist, I'm not totalitarian, not in any way, shape, or form, not really. But uh, Americans have this holy cow they call democracy, and you may not say anything against it. And that's not realistic, because every system has its disadvantages. Even democracy 
and people refuse to see it because they turn it into a holy cow. And that's not positive. The Alliance knows this, and that's why they're putting us through all this. But I'll, we'll connect those dots next week, then we won't go into that now. Yeah, sounds good. So let's just end for now. I like when we made that <laughs> that uh, turn, that 90-degree turn on dispelling. Yeah. After talking about yeah. such monumental, world-shaking things, but that's that's what we can do. What? And maybe it's good, instead of being in the Alex Jones, you know, big paranoid baby with an ugly voice mode always yelling, oh, the sky's falling. Uh, you know, we can talk about the sky falling, but we can be calm about it relatively. Sure. And we know the sky's not falling, actually, uh, until well, it does. And, you know, we could be surprised too. Who knows? Right. Yeah, well, literacy has, I think, a huge role to play in, in the pro propaganda war, such as we're experiencing. Indeed, know, it do. does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... So. Well, we'll get into all that next week, and we'll call it yeah. the downside democracy. People, if we talk about something else, then we'll put it off to the next time. And it might not be a week because I don't put these things up like the day after I record them. But look for an episode, The Downside of Democracy, and we'll get into that. And that should definitely be Sounds worthwhile, good. I would say. Sounds good. Yeah. So with that, I'll say, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Michelangelo. You're very welcome as ever, David. Sorry I hogged so much time. And, you know, nothing of it. But I have to say I feel a certain pride in that. Because as we all know, the prima donnas, they're found in the opera world, right? Those that want to hog right. all the time in the stage and the limelight. And I guess I must be a powerful personality to take the limelight away so long from you, an opera singer. I can't believe ah, well. I'm doing it. It's like, oh, my God, it's like David versus Goliath here, David versus Michelangelo. <laughs> Why do you let me well, do that? You're an opera singer. Uh, I was never, um, I was never really a, a, a limelight hog. I'm, I'm a, I remember I'm a seventh house person. I'm, I'm very interested in partnerships. So, I was always at my best when I was partnering some beautiful soprano singing duets. You know, I didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't, I I didn't like much care. Yeah, yeah, I didn't much care for the arias. You know. Uh, you know, uh, I'd much rather be in something dramatic involving someone else. And you But know, you never played really... that Caruso trick on any Sopranos, did you? Uh, can't remember which trick was that. Uh, uh, there were probably a lot of them. Uh, Enrico Caruso, the you know, the great... Great Italian tenor, yeah. Uh, yeah, tenor. And yeah. at one time, a friend of mine told me about this, that one time he was singing a duet with a female star, and they were really close together. Yeah. And just see, you know, he was behind her, standing behind her. He had a sausage in his hand, and he and her <laughs> hand was behind her back, and he slipped it into her hand as she was singing. He was kind that of standing behind her, right? And he just brought a sausage along and slipped it in her hand <laughs> while she was singing. Uh, that must have been a great moment in opera history. Yeah, I've never heard that story. I've heard stories about you know garlic breath and and things of that nature. If, but, if uh, he did something like that today, that would be the end of his career. That is so yeah. anti woke and so anti feminine but it, yeah the guy must have pretty been funny pretty funny yeah well on that uh, salacious note yeah uh I, I, we could let you spell salacious but no people look it up if you don't know <laughs> right, that's, right. that's what dictionaries are for that's what dictionaries are for <laughs> so saying that i'll thank you once again michelangelo and thank you people for following us on this path of socrates bye now Ciao for now, buddy.